For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. We're at the halfway point of the season, and we've also made it to another halfway point because this is our also our first full season of our podcast covering the leaves. I know. Isn't that amazing? I, just, I can't even believe how time flies, and we are so excited to be coming up on a big accomplishment for our show, with this being our 47th published episode in total, and we are only three away from the big 5-0, which will be our mid-March episode. Yeah, for sure. We've definitely come a long way from our first episode in September 2019, and we want to keep it going. To do that, we need you, our listeners, to keep on listening and subscribing to our podcast, and please leave us a review. Subscribers to Apple and Spotify can leave a comment or a rating on our show. It doesn't take long at all, believe me, I've tried it, <laughs> and, and it helps get our show noticed as a source for leave content. That's right. And another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on all our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. Yeah, so our Kofi page also has a just to give some background info on it. It does have a gallery of different photos from when we started the podcast. So check it out. It's it's fun too if you just want to look at some uh, different photos that we've had in the last couple of years. So just uh, a couple of quick leaf notes before we get into the show. Congrats to Josh Hosang on getting named to Team Canada's men's Olympic team. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome for him. And yeah, definitely congratulations to him. And it's it's interesting to note that the reason why he he is one of the, the players that is able to go to the Olympics is because he isn't signed to an NHL contract. So because he got the one-way uh, deal uh, in the AHL only, uh, he's able to go. And uh, there was some talk uh, that the Leafs were going to sign him, but once the Olympic possibility came up, it was decided that it's a better opportunity for him to go there at least for now. So it's it's I think there are some waiver concerns around whether they can sign him or not. Um, but he could be, you know, like a pickup for us right before um, the playoffs yeah. if, uh, if we need some uh, fresh blood. And not cost us anything, yeah. which is always good. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but uh, and another bit of good news that we found out later in the week uh, was hearing that Nick Robertson is back from practicing with the Marlies. Um, that's a name, I guess, like a couple of seasons ago with in the uh, playoffs with the with the blue with that series in the bubble with the Blue Jackets that uh, everybody was so excited about him. Anyhow, he's uh, he's basically missed all of the Marley season since he fractured his right fibula back in October. But now he's uh, he's started practicing with the with the team, so that's good news. Yeah, and he looked pretty good in practice uh, too. I uh, saw some video of him scoring in the scrimmage, uh, so hopefully that means he's settling in nicely, and maybe he'll be available to help us out uh, in the stretch drive or in the playoffs again this year. All right, yeah. So uh, let's get into the show, starting with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we're going to roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. And we'll end off, as usual, with the third period. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Good, the bad, the ugly. All right. So I'll start it off as usual. And my good is Mitch Marner. I really hope Lee fans just at least haven't found anything to chirp him about lately, actually, because now that that whole power play goal um, situation is uh, is over, he actually scored on the power play. I forget how many games it was. It was something ridiculous, like 90-something or maybe over 100 games he didn't score on the power play. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's done with. And ever since that's been done, Leaf fans haven't been complaining about him too much because he's last five games, he has a goal, he has goal streak going. So, uh, last night in, uh, Detroit, cause we're recording on Sunday. So last night in Detroit, he got the empty netter. So that was good. Yeah, I think that was goal. actually a power play goal too. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. So he's adding. Yeah. So yeah. So, he's uh, becoming so our, um, our specialty team specialist right now. Yeah, and and it's funny because they even on the media that they were talking about it at the time, and they're saying like there was no spot for him on, or like on the power play. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now he obviously has a spot, sort of thing. Since coming back from uh, from the uh, COVID, I guess is the last thing. I don't, I don't know about you, but does it does he look more confident with his shot right now than you've ever oh, seen yeah, him? Since- yeah, since he wired that I one, know. it was I think it was against St. Louis that he had that that it was it was unbelievable the shot. You didn't even think it was uh it was him that was shooting it. But uh yeah, so ever since then he he's definitely I guess more confident with the shot. That's no, and I mean I think that is like a huge, huge thing because if he's like got more confidence with that and he's more of a threat to shoot and he's so creative, then that just lends to way more unpredictability for the opposition as to, you know, what he's going to do. So, and it leaves it, leaves it open for like other players to, you know, benefit off of that also, because it's a distraction, right? Yeah. And he's also a shorthanded threat too, because he's got the, uh, yeah, so uh, that th- that I think we we missed him on the PK oh, for like sure. definitely when he, when he was injured for that time. So yeah, and then the I don't know if you saw it. The um, I retweeted it on our uh, on our on Twitter, but the NHLPA had like a Q and A with players. Mm-hmm. 
So, and Mitch Marner was one of them. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here as to what you think he's, Mitch Marner said to these questions. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Okay. Because I Putting did not watch spot. this. So. What's, what, yeah. What's his favorite band, Dead or Alive, that he wants to see? Favorite band, Dead or Alive, that he wants to see? I don't know. I couldn't believe he actually said this. Bon Jovi? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. I thought that was pretty bad. I mean, doesn't he gets to see him all the time, you know, pretty much whenever they want. Yeah. So. All right. And then these last second, I got two more for you. And I think because you're into these things or your family is too. I, th- I think they are anyways. <laughs> His favorite superhero. Uh, I figured you would, you would might know. I, I to know. me, I, I yeah. would say Spider-Man. No, he said Thor. Really? Okay. Yes. Maybe it's just because he reminds me more of like Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Uh, but yeah, Thor's pretty cool, I guess, for Marvel. He's and funny. Last... So maybe it's the humor <laughs> oh, part. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I have no idea. See, like I said, you knew. Yeah. And uh, the last one is his favorite cartoon character growing up. Favorite cartoon. Okay. So we have to think about how old he is. Favorite cartoon character growing up. Uh, SpongeBob. You're right. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So yeah, Mitch Marner's my good and and that's the kind he's fun, right? Yeah. Like this is the type of thing and, and he brings the energy to the group, like JT said that yeah. um after the couple of games uh this week. So Well, I think uh, uh, we've said many times that it, he if he's not having fun, he's not playing well. Yeah. And I don't know and which team, comes first, the fun or the playing well. But basically, yeah, if he's having no fun, then things are not going well. Yeah. And the team record with him in the lineup is something ridiculous. Like, I guess this is not including last night, but uh, I, I think it was as of last, after the Wednesday game, there, it's like 23 and one this season. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's not being a detriment by being in the lineup. So no, for Nation. sure not. And I, I think that he, you know, it's, it's funny. I do think that his energy and it's like, you, you really do need both him and Matthews, but somehow uh, when Austin's not in the lineup, we can get by a little bit better. And part, I, part of it, I guess, is because of his penalty killing also. It's like, that's just like a, a big hole, yeah, you know, because Austin doesn't play on the, the, the penalty kill. So anyway. All right. What's your good? So my good, and I, it's actually kind of <laughs> interesting because I, I, I picked this person um, before yesterday's game. So I will just, you know, put that out there. Uh, However, I decided to stick with him because there I did see some good things uh, last night, even though the goals against wasn't great. So uh, by that, you might guess that uh, my, I chose Peter Morazic. Um, it's interesting because the last episode, he was my bad, but I really saw a great game from him on um, when we played the New York Islanders and he only let in one and he was... He looked so confident in the net that night and he really um, played great. So I really thought, you know, give credit where credit is due. And then last night he let in four, which is not great. However, uh, you know, 
he got under behind the eight ball quickly with that quick goal at the very beginning. But he did hold us in the game. And especially in the third period, he made that really key save um, that kind of yeah. kept he played he played really well in the first period actually yeah I mean, he that did. first goal or whatever mm-hmm. but he after that he settled down mm-hmm. but then for whatever reason the whole team was crap uh, in the second period it was not a it wasn't good and uh yeah and then the third period like that was the best period basically then and they all basically all of them played well and um yeah and, yeah, and, and uh, you know he made that like that one key save in the third mm-hmm. because basically he yeah. was being shelled up until that point you know and he he had 35 shots on him last night and and the majority of those were probably in the first and second period so yeah. we kind of chipped away, chipped away uh, in the in the third period and then ended up overtaking the shots somehow. Um, but anyway, to be fair, to be fair to him, like he hasn't really played. No, played, I like, know. Lot, which is why like, I think that yeah. even though, you know, the fact that a lot got behind him yesterday, um, that was, you know, a team situation more than really on him. And I still saw really good things um, that, you know, if he plays more and it seems like they're going to be kind of doing more of the tandem thing now, because I know that Campbell's going to play uh, on uh, Monday night against New Jersey and then Mrazek will play on the back-to-back against New Jersey. So yeah. um, I think that he need, like you said, he needs more reps and to get comfortable and then that yeah. will be good. And and that will potentially bode well for us because, uh, like, uh, according to Jeff Merrick, there have been calls about him. So even though the Leafs are not shopping him by any stretch, but but they are getting phone calls uh, for his services. Well, that's, thing. So. that's what I was going to say, too. I don't think that doesn't help him either. No. If, he, if he hears those. I mean, they never players never say that they listen to the media and all that right. and trade rumors, but I don't think that helps for his psyche either. But uh and it's only been the last little bit that's been happening that uh I guess the trade talk has been happening, but we don't have no, we need him and we need him to be good. Basically, 100%. right too. So and Keith needs to put more trust in him too to play mm-hmm. him more. And definitely with the schedule coming up in, in February, um, they're gonna be playing a lot. So it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a tandem, like you said. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, move on to the bad and what do you got for your bad? So my bad, I couldn't actually think of, except for last night in the Detroit game where we did have uh, some bad moments there in the first and second period. Mm -hmm. But um, the thing that I picked up before that were the New York Islander fans. Like these these fans, I I don't understand. I know they're a passionate fan base and so are we. Uh, We've been around a lot longer than them. And um, but I mean, it's been four years since John Tavares left the organization. Mm -hmm. Like, get over it. I don't know. I was trying to think to myself if I would have done the same thing. Let's say if Wendell Clark chose to do that, like I would have been pretty upset. Well, I, I mean, know that. Think about but, though, like the the closest equivalent that we have is what happened with with Mats and the Muskoka Five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you know. But even so, like, did we? Like, I don't recall when he ended up going to Vancouver. Did we boo him? No, he got. A freaking standing ovation when he got his video tribute that brought him to tears. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
Yeah. And Although, we like as much me, as he's not our favorite player by a long by yeah. a long shot. Uh we've we've never booed him when he when he came back, you know, like well maybe a little, no, but we just we just sat <laughs> we just sat silently. Yes. I do remember being silent. <laughs> But, um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but, uh, anyway, we weren't booing or cause you can't, I mean, the guy, obviously he's, no, and that, he's, uh, and that, uh, what you're going to say right now uh, is the you, point. Yeah. That's, uh, that's about it. I mean, cause he was obviously a, a great leaf and, um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. But I don't know, John Tavar or I just think they're just taking it too long. Basically these, uh, the Islander fans, like it, they, he gave them nine seasons, right? And of his, basically probably his best seasons there, and yeah, and and that's about it. And so and that, that is was also like he was their their only really good thing that ca- he carried that team when they really had n- not much else going on and kind of crazy mm-hmm. ownership and all of this stuff with the whole thing with Brooklyn and all of that. Those are like difficult times for, for the franchise. And, and he uh, gave uh, it his all. So like, I agree. It's, it's really, yeah. it's about time that they just, you know, drop that. All right. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So what's your bad? My bad is basically the schedule. Now I know, that there's really nothing that could have really been done. I don't know. Maybe there could have been there. There could have been a more creative solution. But just the fact that there's been so much time between games and all the postponements and all the uncertainty. It, oh, it's like I can't. It's bad enough for us as fans, but I can't even imagine. You know, for the team. Um, how that must have been, and especially I do think it like totally affected our goaltenders not having like the real regular schedule. So I know we're going to be moving into a more crazy type of schedule, but I actually think that that's probably going to be better for us um, overall playing more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was looking, I was looking at the, uh, the standings and the games played and basically in our division in the Atlantic, there's only uh, Ottawa basically has played less two two games less than us, 38 games. And then it's us 40. So we have five games in hand on on Tampa and Florida. Mm -hmm. And we have one game in hand on Boston and Boston. I was just listening, watching part of their game against Dallas. And of course, those announcers, I can't stand them. The New England announcers mm-hmm. from New England Sports Network. I forget what the guy's name is. But anyways, he was like, oh, well, we probably can't catch Florida and Tampa. But Toronto is definitely a possibility. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. Whatever. We haven't even played. We haven't even played you guys yet. And uh, and you haven't seen our Scarborough boy, Michael Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, going to be a matchup that I'm looking forward to. The Bunting Marchand matchup because I think that Marchand is the kind of guy, as much as he's a pest and he likes to dish it out, he totally can't take it. So if someone gives him that taste of his medicine, he's just going to go ballistic. And I cannot wait for that. That's going to be handle. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But this, I mean, yeah, it's going to be packed in for the schedule in in February, like playing every other night. And I mean, it's a dream for us as fans, obviously, because we've been we've been bored in between 
Like it's all, but then I started thinking to myself, this is the way it was back in the day was Saturday night and Wednesday night. (laughs) Like, right. I'm like, that's the way it was when we were kids. Right. Oh, we're so spoiled now. Now we're, we're so spoiled. We're used to seeing a game on every, every night uh, on TV or every other night, whatever. But um, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be jam packed and we just got to stay healthy too. That's the thing. Right. And, and going back to the goaltender situation, like this is where Morazic is going to get his, uh, his opportunity to basically to start to be a part of the team, right? Like mm-hmm. to try and make because uh, he needs to get that chemistry with the with the team too, and hopefully that is actually a really really good point because that's the other yeah. thing too is that he got injured so so early on, and when you're injured, you're often you're not with the team on a day to day, right? So yeah, like that's definitely. Yeah for sure, put a dent in him being able to transition um, well into, you know, the whole team dynamic. So that's a really good point. So let's move on. And uh, we both agreed that there really wasn't anything too ugly to, um, to discuss this time around. So um, we so lately, yeah, so uh, yeah, the ugly part of it, hopefully it won't show up, but it probably will. There's lots of ups and downs to the season. So, uh, and February is going to be busy. So we'll probably have an ugly, maybe in February, who knows? Um, hopefully not. But hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, really actually with the schedule, it really hasn't helped us a lot um, for our highlight reel segment because there's so few games to choose from. And I think this will be the first time that we actually have two highlights from one game. So let's roll it. All right. So coming in at number three, we have former dog householder Pierre Engvall. So he <laughs> it's Sills buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's making his debut on the highlight reel with his buzzer beater versus the Islanders, which was a really beautiful goal. So it's just totally shows what he can do uh, if he keeps his head in the game. So in hockey, there are not too many times when there's a, a goal scored at 1959 of the period. So uh, oh, yeah, definitely. That was uh, a major highlight. Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, I mean, he's, over the last five games, he's got five points over the five games. He just didn't have a, he didn't have a point versus the Ducks, but he's got a point in every other game. So, um, yeah, and it's making it harder. I tweeted it out, actually, and nobody answered, but I figured it out myself. Um, Where is Nick Ritchie? I thought, did he go to Robidaux Island or something? (laughs) But uh, because nobody's talked about him. Yeah. And um, because he came back from the COVID protocol, and I thought for sure he'd get in a game by now. But Engvall is making it, uh, because I think we both agree, it's probably Engvall that's coming out if if anyone. um, Mind you, maybe whatever, Spezza hasn't, let's say, been producing a lot although he seems to be coming back a little bit so um the energy level of him or or Wayne Simmons maybe they'd be one of the players to give Richie a chance but for now Richie's in the press box and um mm-hmm. I don't know we'll see what happens with him but yeah Pierre Engvall has definitely come out of our doghouse uh for now <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so number two we've already talked about him it's Mitch Marner <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's his shorthanded breakaway goal versus the Islanders. Um, Mitch is on a roll, like we noted uh, in the last segment. And it was funny. I looked, watched the shot again, the shorthanded goal versus the Islanders, and he kind of fanned on the shot, but it went in. And he said he was actually planning to do that. So Yeah, no, I think he um, was being sarcastic there, Chris. Oh, you think so? Definitely. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, it was his second shorty that he's uh, that he scored versus the Islanders this season. So that's a that's a pretty big thing. Oh yeah, and like I said, he's becoming our uh, our basically our specialty team specialist. So yeah, he can't complain about that. So in our number one spot, three power play goals in a game versus the Ducks. The last time they scored three power play goals in a home game was February 27th versus the Oilers in 2019. So it's just too bad that there are no fans in the building this time to see it. Yeah, for sure. And our power play has been rolling. Um, so yeah, it's number, number one, one in the, the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> 31% on, on as of Sunday today when we're recording. And uh, Edmonton is second at 28% and St. Louis is third uh, at 28%. So we got few percentage points up on them but uh yeah no it's uh that was uh quite interesting just and we had in that game we only had those three goals so mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have any even strength goals which was quite interesting no, that's unusual everybody... too um yeah. i actually find that they are a lot less predictable now and they're moving around all over so yes, yeah. uh they are making it really difficult for the opposition Okay, and yes, we have a tie. So the tie goes to Scarborough. (laughs) (laughs) The tie for number one on the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel is Michael Bunting with the hat trick versus the wings last night. So um, yeah, our initial first place was was the power play goals, the three power play goals. But then last night, I mean, you could not, that performance by Michael Bunting, that was in, like he basically at the end of the second period, whatever he was doing at the end when he had that scrum, with some of the Red Wing players, that's basically what I think like got us going oh, for totally. the third period. Yeah, yeah, and he then is he got definitely uh, an energy uh, yeah. bug for us, like for sure. Yeah. And and like I've said, before, another go ahead. No, another energy guy, which I love. This when the players, like former players, tweet out or. Um, put stuff on Instagram, Darcy Tucker. Mm-hmm. Last night he he tweeted, number fifty-eight is having a night. And he like Well, don't you the- think though? Like I I guess <laughs> the one thing is is that uh, Darcy had like a like a more of a nasty streak in him. But they're yes, kind of yeah. similar because mm-hmm. uh yeah, because Bunting is like always kind of hovering around the net, the dirty areas and he also chirps a lot, which we've already discussed, and Darcy used to yeah. do that a lot. The only difference is, is that Tucker had that that kind of nasty streak where he would really go yeah. after yeah. people, and yeah. um, that's not really Bunting's game. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it was pretty impressive, and he just was like a like a shark. You know, yeah, and and the last leaf, uh, Lance Hornby of the Toronto Sun tweeted this out. Last leaf with a hat trick in Detroit was Wendell Clark in March of 1994. Well, that definitely puts him in good company then. So that puts him in good company mm-hmm. there. Yes, yeah. So so yeah. Like we said earlier, the upcoming schedule is going to be a very busy one, and there is also the Olympics coming up, which we're going to talk about uh, in the third period. Yeah, the third period. This is going to be fun, actually. So we're going to focus on Team Canada's women's hockey team because for them, the Olympics are basically basically their Stanley Cup, right? Mm-hmm. It's best on best for them. And um, But just to mention, the men's team is scheduled to play their first game on February 10th versus Germany. 
But the women's team's first game is on February 3rd, which is coming up this week uh, versus Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure the women are kind of happy that the NHL players are not going to be going because it's definitely going to be mean more eyes on them for the tournament. So this year, the the women's team are showcasing the best players in the game. So it's definitely going to get a lot more attention. So this year, Team Canada has 10 rookies in their lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Team Canada is avenging or tr- going to try to get revenge for the uh, loss in Pyeongchang, uh, the shootout loss to the Americans. And and basically, it's still, from what I've read, um, it's still, it's the U.S. and Canada, basically. That's who's going to come out to this to to play for the gold medal unless some huge surprise happens. Finland is the only other team that's actually with the women's game that's come up um, in that. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's going to be with with Team Canada, I guess the way I see it with the women there it's a good blend of youth and experience with the with the 10 rookies in the lineup. So mm-hmm. um it's good to see that younger or people players coming in with their first experience um so that they can start learning and it come like passing passing it along basically the experience. So uh the one person that I'm looking forward to um seeing how she does is Erin Ambrose. And um so she's from Keswick, Ontario. And from what I saw, she like she was a final cut in the last Olympics for Pyeongchang. So um this is her first time and she's a defenseman and she really worked hard. She thought, I guess the last time uh when she did get cut, she thought that she needed to improve on her skating because she's really like a playmaking defenseman. So now that she's she's worked on that and and yeah, and she ended up making the team. So um she's excited about that. And yeah, she was on two previous world championships um for, uh, for Canada, so she has she's she's worked herself to to get this to get to this point to get this goal so yeah it's exciting and i know i was listening to tsn's um cheryl pounder who's a former olympian herself a defenseman and uh she was saying that that's somebody to uh to watch for on defense because the uh they only have um i guess their top pairing on the d are jocelyn larock and renata fast and um so they've have previous Olympic experience, and that's their top pairing. But otherwise, the other, the bottom four are um, the second pairing, and the third pairing are are new. Basically, they're going to be rookies on the D. It's so interesting yeah. that you mentioned that because I had I have I was going to talk about a couple defensemen as well. Um, I just an interesting story: two girls, uh, Ella Shelton and Claire Thompson, and uh, interestingly. Um, they are, they, they basically grew up, uh, playing each other as rivals, but then they, um, played together as a pairing, uh, on team Ontario teams. And so now they've kind of been reunited. And so that's sort of another interesting pair to watch. And I think this is their first Olympics as well. And, uh, one interesting thing from Ella Shelton is that, uh, she basically got the bug, for um you know potentially making it to the all the way to the olympics when she watched the team play in salt lake and her mom um commented that she watched them win and said i'm i'm going to do that one day so she grew up on a farm well, and yeah. she takes a lot from that farm work ethic um so that's another pair to watch i guess 
see how they do. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny before we came on the show, I was telling, I was telling Syl that I went in the research for the show and for the Olympics, I went on and I put typed in like top 10 women's hockey players. And uh, so I'm looking through, I found something and I'm looking through it and I'm thinking to myself, why is there the top two players were Russian players? For women, and I had never heard that Russian had improved so greatly to have the top two women. But then, little did I know, I went back and I looked at the uh, the URL of the of the, uh, and it's the top ten beautiful hockey women. <laughs> yeah, and I so I find I that, that was... <laughs> uh, really, really, really hilarious because I missed the word beautiful. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, do you ever see? Uh, the top 10 hottest male hockey players countdown. <laughs> and if we yeah. were to do one of those lists, what kind of flack would we get? Yet it's still okay at this point to be putting out a top 10 most beautiful female hockey players thing. Yeah. So I just yeah, thought that was kind of, kind of hilarious and ridiculous. So for me, the only other person that like, I, I'm, I, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Sarah Nurse um, yeah. I actually have her t-shirt, so I'm going to wear oh, yeah. that when I'm watching. And, cool. uh, and yeah, and, and we, we still have some pretty key veterans on, on the team as well. So, um, oh, for sure. Like, yeah, Natalie Spooner, obviously, and Marie-Philippe Poulin mm-hmm. is the captain, right? So everybody knows her and what she's done. She's Captain Clutch, basically, and, uh, Melody Dao as well, um, who's won the MVP in, in, like world championships previous and uh yeah so we got a lot of top players like i guess the u.s uh sil was saying maybe i shouldn't mention this but anyways it's the u.s ladies i i could as i was looking for the top women's players yeah um i went and looked to a legit site for top women players and uh and i saw like hillary knight on the u.s team uh most people know her and kendall coin schofield and of course amanda kessel phil's sister yep is uh is in there too so well um, you know it's yeah, so, so it's, i am okay with it because we do want to promote women in the game so for that i'll i will allow it but once the olympics right. start <laughs> that's it all bets are off that's it yeah that's it and uh yeah and just a reminder to the gold medal game for the women is on february 16 so get ready for that that'll be exciting and uh yeah so but the olympics aren't just about hockey so we're just going to ask each other a couple of questions here. What is another winter sport that you like watching, Sil? Uh, for me, I actually like uh, some of the extreme sports stuff. So like uh, like uh, snow cross, ski cross. Uh, I love watching those races. I, I find them so exciting. I love watching like moguls mm-hmm. and aerials. Um, yeah, so those I think are what catch my eye uh, the yeah. most other than the hockey. And what about you? Mm, all right. Yeah. Cause I like, uh, I watch figure skating. My mom likes figure skating. Mm. So I have to, I like watch, I got used to watching that and I do like, uh, I like the downhill skiing mm-hmm. too. I don't know. I think it's crazy. Some of the going down the going down those massive mountains sometimes it's just like wow i was like how do they do that so yeah those are the couple of ones and i watch speed skating too oh yeah i, I do like love speed, speed skating, skating so, especially short track it's yeah. like like that i just find is like yeah, totally and it's just nuts so 
So yeah, I do like yeah, do and get right. And it's into just it. unbelievable. Hmm? Yeah, it's unbelievable with the speed skating how they're like. It's almost like they're gonna like go right over. I know, sort of, like cause to like with they're the track, really like, really when have they're on to the have side strong ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. So yeah, but so uh, if you were gonna be yeah, uh, an uh, Olympian, oh, yes, what sport would do you think you would try if you if you could try uh, one of these Olympic sports? If I could actually try it and actually do it, mm-hmm. it would be bobsleigh. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yes. That's interesting. I don't know why. I'm like, the only, I would actually, even if I, um, not the skeleton one where there's like nothing around yeah. you, but bobsleigh. I know because I don't like, I don't really like, um, what is it? Roller coasters or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I just thought that it's kind of like they're all tucked in into that little into that little car. So it's, uh, I don't know. It just, it seems like kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd try that. I, I don't, I wouldn't like an individual sport though. Like I, it would be a team, like a four team one sort of okay. thing. I wouldn't do an individual one because mm-hmm. I, I don't like being on my own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I you? actually do want to do think like I would do an individual sport. I think, um, I actually like uh, cross country yeah. skiing. So, and then when I think, thought about it a little bit more, I actually like the whole thing with the cross country, uh, but the shooting as well. So I would probably go for the biathlon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like that whole idea mm-hmm. of having that. I just find that it's just such a mental game because you've got to give it your all with the skiing, and, but you have to calm yourself down uh, enough to be able to take accurate shots. So... I think there's a lot of challenge there. Uh, so I think that's that's probably what I would go for. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. The I, I like the, I don't know why, I watch bobsleigh as well. So Yeah, um, I watch everything, I wouldn't, like uh, pretty much. Our family is like, they're, yeah. when the Olympics are on, we're Olympic junkies and it's pretty much on 24-7 and we, we watch everything we can, we can so... Yeah, and coming from Beijing though, who knows? Like that's basically it. You have to watch it twenty four seven with the time change yeah. and everything with for the events. Yeah. yeah. The only good thing yeah, is but, that uh, if no, you no, it's always- when you get up in the morning, it's all it's already on. So like you could be, you know, if you got some time on your hands. Yeah. 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 But um yeah, paid but again, we're promoting our women's uh Team Canada ice hockey team. Hopefully, hopefully the men do too. Although I heard today uh, their coach Claude Julien was supposed to be the coach of this uh, the men's team, and he fell. Oh, apparently in uh, yeah, he broke his ribs in Switzerland. He was coaching, I think, in in Davos, Switzerland. Oh. So he's not going to be able to go, and there's going to be a replacement for him. So, um, but uh, hopefully the men's team, Josh Hosang, like we mentioned earlier, is going to be on there. So hopefully, hopefully they do well. We'll. Cheer for all of our Canadian athletes! Mm-hmm. Yay! And there is, a, I think, the biggest <laughs> and, uh, female. Yeah, so, it's the, anyways, it's the f- biggest female contingent, I think, on a Winter Olympics team that they've ever had. So, so it's going to oh, be wow. a girl power well, Olympics great. in the winter too. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back to Leafs for a bit um, with their upcoming schedule. 
Uh, right. Yeah. So, Syl, what do we what do we got for February? So, like we were mentioning, that's it's going to be pretty busy, but they're going to be easing into February because of the All Star break, which is coming up this upcoming weekend on February fourth with the skills competition, and February fifth with the actual All Star game. After that, the Hurricanes are here on February seventh. Freddie's return to Toronto. I really hope that. They do like, you know, they're probably going to do a video tribute for him, but I really hope that they do another one when we actually are in the building. Do another one. Yeah. yeah. And then we go out yeah. west again um, to Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. So that's what's coming up in the immediate yeah, future. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think that the Calgary and Vancouver games are the makeup games for the ones that were right. earlier in. Uh, I think it was January, I think, or was it in December? I forget. But those two games we didn't do. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was December, right? Because it was Edmonton that we, that was our last game in December that we, uh, after that, we ended up being in the COVID uh, (laughs) protocol thing. And um, yeah, so yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to start to get busy after that for sure. And Freddie's return, like you said, um, it'll, it'll be nice to, have fans in the building and for them to do something. I think, I think they will even for Zach Hyman as mm-hmm. well. Um, they'll, they'll hopefully do something next, next year when, uh, assuming we don't make to make play Edmonton in the Stanley cup final. You never know. <laughs> um, and then we wouldn't be doing no, no video tribute in those. No. cases. <laughs> not, not at that time, only during regular season. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, at least it's going to start to get busier, so there'll be more to, for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we go, just an update on when fans will be allowed at Scotiabank Arena, February 21st. Uh, there will be a 50% capacity, and full capacity is supposed to be March 14th. So it will be nice to have fans in the building again. Yeah, yeah, just like we were, we were just saying that with the... Uh especially for these returning players too, um, that spent a long time here. But uh, yeah, another update to, is to just check out our new website. Um, we're working on adding content, so please keep checking the website for that. And uh, for now, you can check out the interview that we did as guests as Hockey Time Machine. And of course, you can listen to our show with all of our episodes avail- that are available on the website as well. And another reminder, please leave us a review to let us know what you think of the show. We definitely want to know what you think and how you think we can even make it better. So you can easily give us a review or rating on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get more exposure. And we thank you for taking the time to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and um, don't forget to check out our Kofi page as well. Again, it's kofi.com slash LTL1917. And please consider buying us a coffee. As always, we want to thank our healthcare workers and everything that they do. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook podcasts. So in the meantime, stay safe and well, everybody. And as always, go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.